Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story stream podcast where we see a movie and then we don't talk about it until we get to the microphone and give you, the listener, our freshest of opinions. I'm your host, Robert Anderson. You may remember me from all the other ones. And I'm joined by... Jack Kolejewski. Jack Jack. From all the other other ones as well. It's me and Jack Jack. What, uh, what movie did we see, Jack Jack? We saw Incredibles 2. De. Incredibles. Incredibles 2. This is a great bit we're starting It's out. uh it's late. High energy. Mm. Uh yeah, we saw Incredibles 2, the long awaited Brad Bird written and directed sequel to Incredibles 1. Fifteen years in Very the long. making. Fourteen yeah. technically. But oh, well, you know. Almost fifteen. If you gotta be a dick about it. I just wanna be precise. Alright. Uh so yeah. Is it worth the wait? Jack? Yeah. You liked it? Yeah. When was the last time you saw Incredibles 1? A minute? I don't know. A lot long minute. Did you do you remember much of it the first one? Uh they had super suits. Um that lady with the bangs made the super suits, no capes. I remember that part. Uh cha, cha, cha. No, it's good. I liked it. I rewatched it recently. Um, I was talking to Burge and he was just like, you know, that movie is like really just like solid, just like kind of just nothing wrong with it. And, uh, it's been, I was kind of in the same boat where it's been forever since I saw the movie Mm -hmm. and I watched it with Kirsten the other day and I was like, holy shit, this movie is so good. Like it's, I watched it and immediately kind of became like one of my, now as a grown up, like one of my favorite Disney movies up there with like, kind of like, it's not underrated because I think a lot of people like it in The Incredibles, but like. It reminds me of like Atlantis, where it's like a very Ooh. separate kind of Disney movie. Like Atlantis is a is a that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. I love Atlantis. Atlantis though. is good. That's a good movie. Yeah, but they both those movies I kind of compare them because Incredibles, uh, even in the first movie, like deals with a lot of like um, kind of just things you wouldn't normally see in a Disney movie, like a little bit of like darker. And I mean, like Disney proper, not so much like their not the Marvels and their Disneys now. Um, but there's a lot of kind of darker stuff going on in The Incredibles. Or like more action-packed things. People have guns. There's more like danger. There's more danger. I think than a yeah. lot of Pixar stuff, Disney um, stuff in general. I'm gonna raise you a deep, a deeper cut. Titan A. Titan A. Is that Disney though? I don't know if that's Titan A. I know that movie rocks. That Titan movie A rocks. is really good. I don't think that's Disney though. I, might I think that be. might be like DreamWorks. It's probably DreamWorks. Titan A, it was Atlantis, Titan A, and that like El Dorado movie all came out at the same time. Yeah, and El Dorado is really good one. They all kind of are the same. Kind of. But they're all very different. Yeah, El Dorado and Atlantis, I got confused for a while. Yeah. They're very, well, di- I mean, they're very different movies. They're both, yeah, kind of. They're both going to like hidden cities. Yeah, like secret, secret cities. Mesopotamia. Yeah. Or Atlantis. Atlantis um, is good. Yo, Atlantis is... Ve- I watched that recently as well. Titan A.E. is sweet, too. I actually... I have to see Titan A.E. again. Maybe it's better we don't see those movies again. Actually. No, Atlantis is worth watching again as yeah, a grown-up. Just like Incredibles, because it holds up really well. Oh. Incredibly um, well? Hey. Yeah. These yeah. are the jokes you come for. This is it. Yeah, so... Uh, hot takes, we start off with spoiler-free impressions, so we're not going to tell you who dies yet. But, uh, Jack, what did you think of Incredible Super besides it just being alright? Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. Um, I, um, it was fun. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was a good time. Didn't really do any anything else for you? Um I didn't I, I thought it was like um I don't know, with a fourteen year wait and mm-hmm. with let's say a lot of things happening with superhero movies sure. in the past fourteen years. Um and a lot of things happening in general in the world with everything. Um I feel like Incredibles two wanted to get at some like salient points mm-hmm. um there is um there is some hints at like the world being in a state where there is political inaction on both sides or both sides not being able to agree on anything and yeah. make like political action that is purpose purposeful so there is this concept of the supers as like this kind of above the law sort of they're kind of getting at some like police state stuff with them with like body cams. Uh, yeah, the body cams. And they're also sure. getting at some like manipulation of the media in a way of like, you know, perception. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like it, it's very mildly like bringing some of those things up, but not, not maybe not so much like tying them off in a way. Yeah. Not that I'm saying that it needs to like say something distinct, mm-hmm. but I think it's just sort of raising those questions as like, these things exist without like going anywhere with them necessarily. Um, I know people talk a lot about like the uh, concepts of the first movie being like the individual and what is special. Yeah. Like if ever, like if we reduce ourselves down to mediocrity, mediocrity that no one is special, which, you know, there's like the Ayn Rand takes on it kind of stuff. Sure. I mean, that's one interpretation. yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, People don't don't like that stuff in general, but um, doesn't necessarily bring down the rest of the movie. But I feel like there there was some stuff that they were trying to get at that was definitely um, you know, in the public or current public like lexicon going on right now. Yeah, that they only like subtly like pull the strings a little bit. I'm curious, like when this movie was really getting written and kind of put together in pre-production and what was happening during this 14 year span specifically that kind of influenced it because like you know like the idea of cops wearing body cams which i do think is like pretty relevant to the story um i feel like that's only been within the past like three or four years maybe five years that that's like kind of more of like a push for that to actually happen um yeah, I don't know. I, I'm curious, like, where Brad Bird was with the script, or like, I, I'm curious how, like, how this movie got put together over these 14 years. I, I really hope, like, when Incredibles two, like, inevitably comes out on DVD, that there's like a a featurette that kind of explains like what was the holdup. I mean, you at know? the very least, I'm sure you'll get some director's commentary kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure on that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think I was. Uh, it's not the fault of the movie, but I think I was looking for a little bit, a little bit more. But it's yeah. like just from like entertainment perspective, uh, it was yeah. um, very fun. Yeah, the I thought the action sequences were really good, and it felt like the detail in the animation is nuts. Yeah, there's a chasing in the movie that like had my jaw to the ground like the entire time. Yeah, like I loved it. Yeah. I, I agree that, like, there's some kind of, like, big balls that get volleyed up in the air during the movie, but they don't really, like, kind of land anywhere. Um, that being said, I think it just kind of, 
it still works with the momentum of the film. I think the film has a really amazing pacing. Mm-hmm. I think the way that like you kind of move between uh, every all the main characters and even some of the side characters like really have their moments to shine and their day, so to speak. And I do think the movie like almost like how Infinity War I thought like really handled making all these superheroes have like their time and place on screen. I thought that this movie did the same thing with all their characters and they have a pretty big ensemble cast at this point. Uh, And some of those like bigger themes in the movie, you know, I think it helped add uh, some like weight, some anchors to the actual story. And it doesn't bother me too much that we didn't see them get like kind of too capitalized on, so to speak. Sure. Um, But they would make another one i'd yeah. like to see them maybe like enough enough fun and games let's get into some serious, serious i mean biz. i still want it to be fun i mean it's a yeah. summer movie at the end of the day there's a movie for kids but uh it would be cool to see if they were going to do an incredibles 3 which it seems like they've definitely left the door open to that yeah. um i would like to see a time skip yeah i want to see i want to deal with the kids and yeah. them being supers, yeah, or like superheroes. Yeah, um, I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, I want to see what these people are like, kind of grown up. I think like a teenage, like they really capitalized on Jack Jack in this movie, mm-hmm. the baby. Um, yeah, he's the source of like pretty much every great gag. Yeah, in the movie. he is. He's very funny. He has a lot of really good moments. Um, which, if they had done a time skip for this movie, mm-hmm. it they wouldn't be able to play off that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think if they're gonna do another one, it would be cool to see them like kind of extrapolate out um, where mm-hmm. these characters go over a longer course of time. But uh, but yeah, full disclosure, I was kind of distracted for the first half of the movie because I was worried about my air conditioner falling out of the window. Because you I were just very in, you were very concerned, very about anxious that. about that the whole time. I did not fall out. Um, and then you got wrapped in. Jury's still out. If it will, mm-hmm. I don't think so. It's very hot today. We're already fucking sweating. We're sweating. It's not good. Um, And then the second half of the movie, I was distracted because I noticed this Easter egg little like reference, and then promptly, probably because of my anxious brain already, Mm -hmm. forgot it. So the second half of the movie, I was just trying to remember what that Easter egg is. (laughs) So I'm gonna have to go see this movie again, I think, because my brain was just not fully committed. Well, luckily Um, you uh, you would have a good time if you saw it again because it's fun. It is fun. It's a very yeah. good, I think, a, it's a very good summer blockbuster. Um, I personally really like that it didn't have too much to say about superheroes. Because there's so much superhero stuff going on, I think it'd be very easy to kind of do the meta approach and kind of, like, talk about maybe superhero films in a way. Whereas I think this is almost like, it's like Watchmen for Kids, you know, and yeah, I it and definitely I, is. and I think it, like those toned down themes like don't get watered down. Instead, they kind of just are more accessible, and it feels really good to listen to it. Right, and I like how the film like just doesn't try to branch out too much. It stays like it's an own. It's its world is still very contained. It shows a lot of restraint. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with that, and I just like that a lot. And like you know, they introduce kind of more side characters and stuff like that, and it all really fits. Um, I do think there's some, like, maybe villainous motivations that, like, don't totally land for me. And maybe in spoilers, we'll massage that out. Yeah, we should it. definitely talk about the villains more yeah. uh, in the spoilers. But uh. but uh, overall, I um, I was watching the movie smiling from ear to ear. And I think it's actually, like, 
one of my favorite films of 2018. Like if I had to like put the hammer down and make like a top 10 list, I think yeah. it would be in there. Um, I wouldn't fault you for that. Yeah, I really, I really liked it. I, I just like that the movie just made me feel really good the whole time. I um, liked the different places they put some of these different characters. And if you, you could tell from the trailer that uh, Elastigirl, uh, the, the mother of the family, I forget her like actual character's name. Helen. Helen. Um, she played by Holly Hunt. Yes, she. Uh, you know, Hunter Hunt. Uh, Holly Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, sorry. She definitely. You know, where I think in the first movie it's kind of about like Mister Incredible kind of dealing with some like stagnation and wanting to kind of be back out there. Definitely like wounded masculinity. Yeah, on. I do think that, and I think when I was watching the first Incredible movies, some aspects of it were a little outdated by just having like. Holly Hunter's character kind of be the stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. and I do think the movie is trying to say something about that, at, like as well. But the second movie definitely like capitalizes a lot more on that, and like makes her uh, like you know it's kind of like her movie, yeah. so to speak. And I and I really like that. It was it's interesting because this movie definitely makes an effort to put um, the lead woman like up front and yeah. even talk about how um, often. The, the woman in the role is getting overshadowed by her male counterpart right and before they before this movie they showed a trailer for record ralph 2 mm-hmm. where they kind of play off the same gag yeah um and then there was another trailer as well it was like very much was animated uh there was another one that was putting women in the forefront um in a way that they're actively saying like oh yeah like this has not been why right. Is, for why does so the man long. get all the oh, attention? Oh, Lego Movie Two. Yep, that was it. Lego, yes, yeah. yes, because it yeah. was in the Lego Movie Two. They say, yeah. "Oh, you did all the master building and you kicked all the ass, and he still got all the credit." And she's like, "Yeah, wait, what?" Yeah, <laughs> it's just exactly. like super funny. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm so, so glad. It's good to see movies mm-hmm. like actually like become aware of that and put that idea forward. And I like the self-aware aspect where they comment on it and then are trying to do something better. And I think this movie, you know passes all those tests very well yeah yeah from a, like a definitely from like a personal level mm-hmm. i think this story was well written with yeah um mr incredible and him dealing with you know the kids taking care of the kids but also dealing with his own like being still being supportive mm-hmm. of of his wife yeah um it doesn't be getting into spoilers yeah yeah we'll, point, we'll talk but... more about it when we get in when we get into spoilers but i i know where you're going and i agree with you yeah 100%. yeah i I, th- I thought it did deliver on on character moments in there mm-hmm. all right so i think we're gonna break into spoilers because we want to kind of talk about like the moment to moment stuff in the film jack would you recommend seeing this movie in the, oh yeah in the definitely. theaters definitely it's a good time it's really it's fun yeah um there were some really good laugh out loud moments there. Uh, mm-hmm. If at all you liked the first movie, I would definitely see say go see this one. Yeah, and uh, for anyone who listens who has kids out there, uh, definitely if you haven't shown your kids the first Incredible movie, just fucking do it. Yeah, probably do that. Just fucking do it. Um, but also, I don't know if it's. Do you think it's necessary to see the first Incredibles to enjoy this movie? Yeah. You think so? I would say so. I wouldn't recommend going into this one. The beginning of the movie it. kind of like is picks it, up, it picks up immediately, immediately, after. and it's like kind yeah. of like a deep. Like if I didn't just see the movie, I would not have known necessarily what was going on. Yeah, I would have been a little confused. Right. But after that kind of opening scene of the second movie, it doesn't. You don't need it as much. 
But I still recommend. I mean, this is a fucking awesome movie. Just well, the they one. lay a lot of the groundwork of what's going on in the world in mm-hmm. the first movie. Uh, in that superheroes were a thing yeah and then became outlawed and then you're living in this sort of like post superhero world mm. so yeah cool all right guys well we'll be right back with some spoilers so we'll see you soon Hey guys, Mike Burge popping in here again real quick to let you guys know about all the really awesome new stuff that we've got going on uh, as far as social media and the interwebs is concerned with StoryScreen. Uh, as always, of course, StoryScreenBeacon.com is still continuing to churn out articles and reviews on a more weekly basis. And of course, we are also usually uploading anywhere between two and three podcasts a week because we're awesome. But you can also check us out over on Vimeo, where under Story Screen Beacon, which is our uh, label over there, our handle, so to speak, uh, we have all the teasers that we've ever created um, for all of the trailer reels before different screenings that we've done. We also have our uh, best of 2017 list compilation video, which is a lot of fun. Uh, we've mentioned this on previous podcasts before, but we really want to push for people to get over there because if we can start generating some clicks, we can start uh, making some more videos and uh, start really pumping in some time in there. Uh, we have an idea to start doing um, video uh, commentary and video uh, reviews and analyses and uh, we really want to start generating that and we want to see if maybe some of our podcast listeners would uh, be interested in kind of jumping over and every now and then having maybe like a little short seven to ten minute video uh, kind of going over different things that we might have talked about in previous podcast episodes, but going in there a little bit more in depth and also with some uh, fun visual guides. So uh, hit us up in any comments, whether it's on uh, Instagram or Twitter uh, which you can find all those handles on our website, storyscreenbeacon.com. Uh, communicate with us. Let us know exactly uh, what we can do that would be exciting for you guys uh, in a different way. Um, except for uh, we will always do tangents. That's just um, that's our thing. We're going to do that. Okay, back to the show. Hello and welcome back to Hot Takes, the show where we talk about hot stuff like hot cake or this hot ass movie incredibles 2 on this hot, hot ass day spicy i am melting so i'm gonna tell you who dies don't do this kill this bit kill this bit kill this bit kill this bit nobody i hate this nobody dies it's, if not it's this a, bit just kill me just kill jack i'm giving you kill jack Sophie's kill choice. jack kill jack kill jack yeah we're into that um, either is fine with me. Alright, so spoilers for the movie. What do you think of that? What do you think of that bad guy? So this movie has Bob Odenkirk and what was her name? Uh Catherine Keener. Yes, Catherine Keener, uh, who has recently played um the mom in Get, Get Out. Out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Bob Odenkirk, of course. of Better Call Saul and, and Mr. Show fame. Yes. Um, they play two... Uh, a sibling pair that wants to bring back superheroes. Really wise superheroes. 
They are heirs to this company that their father used to own. Mm-hmm. And the kind of inciting incident for why their motivation, their motivation for yep. wanting to bring superheroes back, superhero back, superheroes back, is that on the night, their well, their dad was like a philanthropist who that loved superheroes, who was very much for the superhero cause. Mm-hmm. Their house was broken into after superheroes were outlawed. Outlawed. Their father called. He had personal lines to superheroes. He called them. They didn't show up, and then he was he murdered. Was murdered. Um, so that is like the motivation for Bob Odenkirk's character to bring back re-legalized superheroes, whereas his sister kind of immediately kind of shows her hand in that she thinks that, oh, well, if Dad had of not called the superhero but just hidden in the safe room, right. he would have survived. Didn't put all those eggs in um, one basket. Right. Mm-hmm. So... I think they're a good pair. They have like a good motivation. Like you, we talked a little bit, or no, Jeremy and I were talking about syndrome from the last movie. Yeah, very Having a very good like setup. Good motivation. Very simple, but yeah. very well executed with syndrome. This motivation I thought was a little not quite as like simple as straightforward, it's but a, still I thought like fairly good, especially once you get the reveal. Later on. I think it's very good. I think the reveal almost kind of muddles it a little bit more, though, by having the sister kind of, like, just be like, well, now, here, here's where things get a little weird for me. They go through all this trouble to re to make superheroes in a better light to re-legalize superheroes just so she can make an even bigger stink and well no because i think i think it was her brother that really was pushing hard to bring the superheroes back and now she's trying and to undermine she it. went along with it long enough just to undermine it and yeah totally like make sure that they never come back seems like a roundabout way instead of i guess like... but I, I don't think it was her idea to bring them back in the first place because they had they had already it. built this successful company together they don't yeah. need to do they don't need to bring superheroes. Did they say back. what the company does? They did. It's a telecommunications company. Oh right. Which if was not a red flag to them <laughs> to being, them being the screen slaver. Yes. Yeah. I mean immediately like it's pretty obvious. As soon that as she's... they introduce them, it's hard to trust the, either of those characters because they seem true. It seems a little bit too good to be true mm-hmm. when they give them that really big nice house. Like all that stuff is just like ah, I don't really trust these guys. Yeah. And then. Um, you know, it turns out that it is the sister that is the one who is like pulling the strings, masterminding. Because it's also from the beginning not very trustworthy that they are the ones. A, they're a telecommunications company. Yeah. As soon as they said that, it's like okay. And then your villain is the screen screen slaver screen who hypnotized people via signals. Right. Yeah. Which is telecommunications. Right. right? So. Um, it's a little bit too convenient that every time, like the first night that Elastigirl... So Elastigirl gets recruited to be kind of the poster girl to bring back superheroes. And then the way they're doing this is by installing body cams on her and then changing the public <clears throat> perception. So that's kind of what I was getting at before um, before we went into spoilers with this kind of like them starting to discuss this idea of there's been political inaction... In changing the laws because they they say explicitly like oh mm-hmm. both sides of the political divide can't agree on anything and actually get political action done which is like a little drop in there of like some topical discussion right 
And yeah. then the body cam thing, I feel like they're definitely that there that has to be cognizant of like what's going on right now. I uh, would say I mean I think that's like the most like kind of on the nose. Yeah, I would say so. If there's more thing. things in the movie, it would take some some uncovering, I believe. Right. But then they're 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 when you apply that kind of thinking to, you know, the conversation of superheroes mm-hmm. and um the general populace and the the motivation of the villain is that the general populace is becoming weak in that they are a the the screen slayer rants screen slaver mm-hmm. excuse me rants are all about um you know how no one wants to engage anymore because they are uh enslaved to their tv right yeah and they just want everything which to me like that kind of rant felt a little bit antiquated in the way that like that feels like it was something written more 14 years ago yeah i mean it's the it's you know incredibles takes place in like before our time like i think it's right. like a 60 like 70s yes. kind of film um and i think that like to have this character have these like long monologues on the screen that I don't think are the actual opinions of the of um Catherine Keener's character Evelyn. Well, I mean, I think there is like a grain of what her mentality in She has it. I think she's a cynical she's, she's the one who, yeah. who said she she like wrote the character, right? Mm. So she has Obviously, the the things that he's saying on well, she's the, she's a artist like that's her character. She's sure. a designer. Yes. She she reserves herself as like a creative, I think. But I think she is putting some of her own ideas into the monologues that he's saying. Sure. I just thought that they like your slaves to your TV set feels a little antiquated now. It's a little yeah, it's a little older. Um, um that fucking fight scene in the hypnotized cage though, so cool. Was cool. Did you hear though that um. They, there was like, um, I don't know if it was like a Reddit that thread or what, but like it kind of the blew seizures. up online that people yeah. were like, yo, you need to put seizure warnings in front of this. It's pretty like, uh, dude, strobe lighty. It's uh, pretty bad. Yeah. I th- really think that could be that bad, could bad news somebody for up. some people. Yeah. Um, so you take your kids there. Uh, th- there was not a seizure warning in our theater. I, that, I thought that was weird because they, I saw on the news today the news. I fucking saw on Twitter that they were gonna. That like is add, the news now. Man. Yeah, basically that they were gonna add a uh, a warning. Like they like starting today, they were adding warnings. But yeah, Regal. I guess Regal didn't get the memo. Get the memo. Um. So yeah, they're like they're like getting at some of these topical things. And again, I, it's not something that I blame the movie for not coming full circle on some of these things the movie is much more concerned with like the kind of character dynamics and how the the real parenting issue kind of comes and i think all that stuff totally lands yeah and i think that stuff is well accomplished but i guess it's a little it was a little distracting for me to have all that stuff brought up Mm -hmm. and then not not really delivered upon or like not really touched back on or anything like that like it didn't that stuff kind of got brought up in like a wink nod sort of like this stuff is this is stuff but yeah. without ever really taking it anywhere i don't think the movie is as tight as that first movie yeah um i think the first movie because like again when you're when you're working and i don't mean to and again i don't mean a derogatory to say simple i mean like in film when you have kind of like 
the more simple you get, the easier to capitalize on some of these things it is. So, like, mm-hmm. in the first movie, where your pitch is superhero family gets super, that's an easy thing to capitalize. And this one, it, it gets a little bit more confusing because it's uh, how do... I'm not even sure how to, like, The cat's the out of the bag at this yeah. point, right? And so they, they have to kind of now deal with them all. Yeah. Doing I, this. I right. think... Um, I think the film. I think this. I think Incredibles two does a really good job, like uh, blowing up the world a little bit more, doing mm-hmm. what a sequel should do, which is oh, yeah. expand the universe, uh, put your characters in different scenarios, reflect maybe what's happening in the first movie into this one, um, and then upping the ante kind of all over the place. Like I think the action is on a totally next level in this movie. The action is it's really great, so spectacular. Good. I think. Yeah. Um, my my favorite sequence is the it's a is the chase of the monorail. Yes, I think it's that was fantastic. And I really besides the seizure thing, but I do really like that fight scene in the hypno cage. Yep, I thought that, that was, was really cool, cool too. too. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like, and this is why it's really killing me. I can't remember this 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 reference that I noticed the first time through. But there's a lot of like. Um, some nods to other superhero movies like the monorail scene very spider-man very spider-man yeah. um the uh her on the bike it was very dark night mm-hmm. um well and the fact that she's like i mean it's like the best mr fantastic uh movie you're gonna get yeah, ever true. yes yeah. yes she uses those elastic powers better than any of those other fantastic four movies well that's not a high bar mm-hmm well, yeah, I mean, I thought the the villain was was fairly interesting. Um, yeah, could have been maybe handled a little bit tighter. Um, but I don't think it's a problem. It's hard to beat Syndrome. Syndrome's so good because yeah. the way that they introduced him in the beginning of the movie and then kind of revealed him later. Well, I think that's kind of like the difference between this movie and the first movie. And it's kind of like something that's very common with sequels is they expand on on the universe in the first movie yeah they elaborate they bring in some new characters and stuff but at the same time when you whenever you do that it's very difficult to broaden your horizon and also have a very tight movie sure i also think like uh all characters should have arcs and go through changes i think when people refer to the like marvel villain problem that it has had in the past and it's honestly gotten a lot better in the past like few movies for mm-hmm. sure definitely um is that those characters don't have arcs they don't really go through changes when you think of the the villains that don't land super well in marvel movies i think that might be the problem with evelyn is that she doesn't really have uh arc so to speak Mm -hmm. because she remains in the shadows and then the movie kind of capitalizes on her having the reveal of her being a villain not so much like seeing her become it whereas you know syndrome again he his arc by having the time skip in, in the middle of the movie or in the first like act of the movie, you see him as this child and then you see him as this adult because of what directly what happened to him. Right, with him because Mr. of what Mr. happened Mr. to him formatively when he was a, a child. Exactly. Right. Which I guess is the same kind of argument you can make with uh, the two. You just don't see it as much. Well, they, they, just, they describe yeah. you know what happened with their parents mm-hmm. and that sort of leads to them like going down this path and like motivates their actions i think uh the part where they're explaining like what happened like they had the flashback i thought was just like 
I get you need to have this exposition here to really kind of you have to do it now to like get through it. Yeah. But uh, it definitely that was the only part of the movie where I thought the pacing like kind of dragged its feet a little bit. Well, I mean, they basically explained the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> like we're in it, crime. It we're all, in was, crime alley. It was all yeah. but the pearls like falling on the ground, basically. Solid flick overall. Not a ton to say about the movie. No, I don't really you have know. a ton to say either. I'm um, gonna be racking my brain trying to figure. I can't out wait what for you to have is. your your it's brain blast me insane. Us. I'm gonna have to go see it again as soon as possible because it's driving me absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, I really, I really like the movie. Uh, I like movies that I just feel fucking good during when I watch it. You know. Yeah. I mean, like the the they really pay off with the Jack Jack humor. It's so good. It's very funny. So good. The raccoon, so, the raccoon, the fight raccoon scene fight is is incredible. It's very funny. It's very good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I mean, I I think there's a lot of stuff going on with with Mister Incredible that's really good. Mm. Um, him dealing with being a parent and trying to balance all that stuff, while at the same time, you know, feeling like a failure in that he wasn't chosen to be the the poster the boy, poster boy yeah. hero where he is normally used to like being the center of attention i think they do it kind of flips that trope on yeah. its head but also like explores that space of like his damaged masculinity him trying to be a father and he's like well if no one wants to pick me as a hero then i'm gonna be the best dad and him really struggling in that role as well yeah i would have liked to see him like have some more competent dad moments but it's kind of true to his character the reason they didn't choose him to be the poster boy they say it's because of like the collateral damage he causes, right? And it kind of makes sense that you know he causes a lot of collateral damage as a father as well, right? He's you know? he's kind of you know stumbling through it, but he thinks there, he, he's he's a brute. He's a brute. I do think you know? there are payoff moments with him as a father, like him, yeah. him and Violet. You know, yeah. him apologizing to Violet was a and great being moment. open. That was a good moment. Him taking the baby to. Uh, What's her name? It's not. Is it Edna? It is Edna. Edna. Taking yeah, yeah. taking uh, the baby to Edna was you know overall a very smart move because she solved it. Yes, you know, but also very funny because Edna she's amazing. Edna was one of the funniest characters. From the yeah, first movie and she as comes well. back and they make a team up of Edna and the baby. It's like oh, that's perfect. Yes, and that Excellent. was very funny. Yeah, the two of them very good together. That might have been where the Easter egg was. I can't remember. Oh, it's driving me crazy with like the remote and shit. I don't know. Anyway, it's gonna drive me nuts. It's you're gonna, you're already actually. I am like, already like going off that. the deep end here. <laughs> All right, yeah. So we really liked the movie. Um, I did. I, yeah, yeah, it was good. Anything you're looking forward to on the horizon, Jack Boy? Any movies? Anything coming out soon? Sorry to bother you. I'm. That's like I think my yeah. next. That's my yeah. next big one. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see that. Hmm. Otherwise, I'm not sure what else. Nothing. This movie kind of came out of. I don't want to say it came out of nowhere, but I like forgot it was coming out until like last week. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we gotta see Incredibles. <clears throat> the old, uh, the old the YouTube. Movie, well, movie, Birch yeah, put it on her Google Doc. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, Jurassic Park is next week. I've heard not good things about that guy. Though. Yeah, I mean, I did not at all like Jurassic World. I gotta listen to Bernadette's uh, Ocean's Eight. Oh, Sicario Two. Um, I didn't see Sicario. Sicario was supposed to be really good. Oh, though, you should right? see Sicario. Sicario was cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, tags out. 
I don't think I want to see tag. No, I think I can skip tag yeah. pretty comfortably. Um, bah, 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 bah. Oh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. That, that's still oh, coming out yeah. this summer. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, July so that's, 6th. Okay, so that's early next month. And so Sorry to Bother You is the yeah. same day. Uh, I think we have to see that Mission Impossible movie. Oh, 8th grade. Oh, yeah. I'm mad excited for 8th grade. July 13th. Cool. So I guess not a ton for June then. I don't think there's much left in June, but there's not many days left in June either. That would make sense. So, Where does the time go? These dads suck. That's a movie. Yeah, there's a lot of obscure shit that pops up on here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's some there's some stuff still coming out this summer that should be pretty cool. Yeah. It's crazy to think about like what our uh, 2018 lists at the end of the year might look like. Gonna be probably easier to pick 10 than last year. Yeah. yeah you definitely don't think... Uh, I think it's a tough act to follow, but I don't know if 2018's been as strong as 2017 um i think there's some stuff that has slipped by me um i i still didn't get a chance to see you were never really here that was a big one that movie was cool i think that would end up on your list probably um Um, oh you know i watched that uh i watched that movie infinity baby last night oh yeah what'd you think of that it was really just fine uh yeah i wanted looking forward to that one i wanted more out of it i was i was kind of bummed i thought it was really just okay hmm a glowing recommendation. Yeah, eh, you know it's free on Amazon. So if you're really trying to watch the trailer, if you're into the trailer, you should watch the movie. Fair. But uh, so you know, sometimes like you ever watch a movie and there's like an unlikable character, and the whole time you're trying to be like, is this character unlikable? Like, is the auteur doing this ironically, or is the auteur a dick? Yeah. And I think the auteur was not a dick by the end of that movie. Okay. It was hard for me. It was. It was. The there was characters who were so unlikable. You're just like, I don't know if I want to watch this. <laughs> Fair. I feel like uncomfortable. You know That's... what I do like watching because I like all the characters on it. Queer Eye. Oh, season two. Yes, Queen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you and I have both very. Good. You and I have both watched the first two episodes of Queer Eye season two. Yeah, we're into it, and uh, I think we both like it a lot. That's a glowing recommendation. Some you need tears. To some see tears it. have already been shed. It's very good by both your boys. Oh yeah. Um. And our affiliated partners. Yeah, they also they cry. They also cry. They cry. Uh man, it's good. That show's just a delight. I it, it is, really is, is like is it like mainline happiness. Yeah, it's so good. It is just warmth. It just feels and nice. uplifting people that are very much in, you know, not the best places. I, the first two episodes it wasn't like the darkest that they've definitely, found people. Definitely in. not. But, but there's uh, like yeah, they they definitely. They just elevate people. They elevate people. It's all about just like making people happy. My friend AK, he watches reality TV shows a lot, but he really likes the ones where they shame people and make them feel bad. This is the opposite. It's of that. totally I'm like that that's the stuff I don't like. I don't like it when you shame and make people feel bad. Yep. I like the happy. I agree. And they just really do a good job of of bringing out the best in people that are yeah. otherwise like feeling, you know, a little low on themselves. I totally agree. So Anyway, that's the Incredibles too. That's the Incredibles too. All right, guys, thanks again for listening. We're not the only people who podcast on Story Screen. We have a host of other shows and other hot takes, and we're covering all the summer movies. Bernadette Gorman and Diana DeMauro just did uh, the Ocean's Eight movie. They did a hot take on that. I mm-hmm. think that got posted today. So if you're listening to this and are curious about Ocean's Eight, you should go listen to the first part of that and see 
what they thought. And if you have already seen Ocean's 8, then you just listen to that and see what they thought. It's a twofer. You, can, you can't you, go wrong. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Uh, Jack and I just wrapped up an episode of Talking Simulator, which is our video game show that we do for Story Screen. We did an E3 pre-show, post-show. So if you're into video games or you're into me talking, you can listen to those. Uh, if we, you're not into you talking, what are you doing here? You're wasting what are you, your time. What are you here? doing here? It's not going to change. I do this. I'm the main guy who does this. If you don't like it, you can leave. Uh, and you know, go on storiesandbeacon.com, buy a fucking t-shirt, read some of our articles. Uh, you can find links to all that stuff there. You can find us on various social medias, which I hand over to Jack because he knows the right underscores. Uh, story underscore screen underscore beacon. On Instagram and story underscore screen on Twitter and story screen beacon on Facebook. My brain is really running out. Like maybe like twenty five percent. I gotta right I now. gotta the be heat, up soon. It's hot. The heat is not good for me. I uh, don't have AC in my apartment right now, so oh, I'm just gonna fucked. I'm just gonna fucking die. Good luck. Thanks. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. We'll you'll see us soon with more hot takes. I know it's hot. I'll give you that. It's hot like the summer. All right. Have a great night. Good. And bye. That's the thing. I've been like Googling um, Easter eggs Easter for the egg, movie. Like, articles <laughs> of like, oh, things you might have missed in The Incredibles, and none of them have gotten it. But I can't remember what it was. I, I'm just going to have to see it again, I guess. It's worth it. See you with Eleanor. She when? Incredibles? when? I don't know. When the next time have you seen her? Uh, July, but that'll be in England. They ain't got movies in England? No. Believe it or not. Wow, they got rid of them. Yeah. No, what? they just never made it over. Oh, the movies don't go over there? No. Oh. Yeah, believe it or not. No movies. That's what she's sad. trying to get out of there. Yeah. There's no movies. What's the yeah, fucking it's point? Sad. What's the point of living? Does she know about? Does she know about movies? Does she know what you do? Well, I told her. You told her that you do movies. Yeah. Do you ever like stream the movies over to her so you see what they're like? Yeah, I just like video conference on the phone. Mm-hmm. I pointed at the TV. What does she think? What does she think? I of mean, it? she was amazed the first yeah. time. She thought it was probably pretty cool. <laughs> she thought it was really cool. Because like, oh, oh, governor, yeah. what are all these people doing <laughs> okay, on screen? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's how they all talk. I've never been to England. Just like I've never seen a movie. Apparently, yeah, that's true. It's different cultures. Very different. Culture no, shock. No one says Oi Governor, right? Um, Have you ever heard of Oi Governor while you're over there? No. No. That's what I thought. <laughs> Who made that up? Who's the governor? I, uh, I don't know. Is that a matter? Do you think they we really, made that I don't up? think they have governors. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> Where does that come from? I gotta do some research. We'll get down to the bottom. Thank you for listening to Oi Governor. A story stream podcast. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. That's a bad sound. This is coming off the rails.